0: Hello, everybody. We're GFBS, Grand Fork's best source, giving grab Fork's an identity again. And in any white from Montana joining us on the show, we'll hook up with them in just a couple of minutes and find out what they're all about. Our show today brought to you by Integrity Fundraisers and Raptor PCS. Tell you what, let Integrity Fundraisers help you. In as little as two weeks, they can help any school, sports team, youth group, and nonprofits raise money for much-needed funds. You can purchase personalized water bottles or mugs with your name and logo. Integrity Fundraisers also supports businesses in need of business. Cards, brochures, any printed material. Design laser engraving and shipping. And watch for the Integrity Super Saver Coupon Book with over 300 clients including Grand Forks Best Source. Three million bucks raised in locally. Over 390,000 students served. They can help you too, Integrity Fundraisers in the Grand Cities Mall. Call them up, 701-402-2171. Let Integrity Fundraisers help you. And before we get into the show, time for our daily segment. Our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. And here we go. Why do fish swim in schools? Why do fish swim in schools? Because they can't walk comment there paul the producer i
1: was trying to figure that one out and (laughs) went a totally different path than i thought i was going to
0: and uh speaking of fish swimming in schools we're talking a little bit of catfishing today uh ann and eddie white welcome to the show you guys
2: thank you for having us yeah thank you
0: um i've known you guys for about five years now and and, uh i i look so forward to it when you guys come up to grand forks or anywhere up here in, in north dakota or minnesota uh always fun being with you guys but uh tell us a little bit about yourself you can start, Ann.
2: <laughs> we're, a, we're a husband and wife team. Um, we fish a yep. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of all over the country. We're home based in Montana. Uh, we fish a lot of times with our, our youngest son, Spencer. He's uh, not with us on this trip, but uh, you've met Spencer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Love the kids. He's a good kid. Uh, travels well. Um, so, yeah, we, we target catfish, and we just absolutely love fishing for them and got to come to the catfish capital of the north. Out here and fishing well, the we, Red
1: River, we kind of stepped into the game at the right time. I mean, considering catfishing was it was there, but it wasn't ready to take off yet. And mm-hmm. we, we came into catfishing right before it started to get. To take off, yeah, like start. the Bass
0: Masters and stuff yeah. like well, that—that's all over the place.
2: I, we, I, I suppose we should clarify that a little bit: the competitive catfishing. Sure, sure. You know, catfishing for for mm-hmm. Sunday dinner—that's been around forever. But the the competition portion of it, where there's organized tournaments and and gear and and everything. Um, that's just really taken off in the last five, six years or so you go back 10 years ago and, and everything catfishermen were using was modified from saltwater equipment Mm -hmm. for the most part. And so, um, you know, now you go into a store and, and there's different rods and reels and and hooks and, and companies available. And, um, we kind of started in when, when all of that started in with it, we, we like to travel, we like to fish and,
0: and
1: this was a fun way for us to do a little bit of both.
0: Were you always into catfishing or did you start by fishing some other species of fish?
1: I grew up, I have pictures of myself, two years old. That was my first catfish. Really? And I've, I've, I've multi-species fished for years and years and years. And uh, when we started focusing on catfish, I was I was fishing walleye tournaments, bass tournaments, and catfish tournaments. And I was trying to kind of see where I wanted to go in which division of fishing. Mm-hmm. And we sat down one day and we thought that catfishing was for us and, and, we just been go 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 ever since. So.
0: And and you know I'm, I'm involved with catfishing quite heavily. Um, you guys know that. But it's funny because when I moved here, I was a Lake of the Woods walleye fisherman uh, or a crappie fisherman. And uh, I moved to Grand Forks, and I had friends that were telling me that I had to go catfishing. And I just didn't think it was fun. And I didn't I didn't think I'd enjoy it. Uh, the first time I, a guy took me out, I caught a 20 pounder, first fish, and wow. I mean, I have been hooked ever since. It, it's the competitive tournaments, the, the weekly leagues, the whole bit. Um, but catfishing, a lot of people don't realize a catfish, if you catch a 15-pound catfish, that's like catching a 40-pound northern. I mean, the things fight, they're fun, and it's really not that expensive to do. And as far as fishing goes, once you're in your spot, it's about the easiest fishing there is to do. They're pretty cute too. Oh yeah, they're, they're yeah. You sound like my wife. I have, oh, but they're I have, cute.
2: I have never seen a fish that's happier than catfish. You pull a you pull a catfish out of the water. They got a great big huge grin on their face. Yeah. They are just so happy to. <laughs> they see They might you. be barking
0: at you a little bit and then just saying, "Hurry up, get me back, because somebody's going to catch me again in a while, and we'll do this all over again."
1: Yep. Um. And, and, and with that said, you know, uh, uh, practicing catch and release is huge. I mean, yes. a lot of people don't understand the aspect of having a trophy fishery, and they they understand on the red. You know, the regulations are set up to keep this as a trophy class fishery, and you don't find that all across the United States. Mm-hmm. And the, people need to understand the the importance of selective harvest or catch and release so that we can keep this going on for generations.
0: Amen. That, that, that's great. Fishing in Montana compared to fishing in North Dakota, what's the difference? I mean, because you guys go all over the place, but just in a nutshell, what's the difference between fishing for catfish in Montana and North Dakota? Well,
1: let's start with the water. <laughs> you when you guys think the river is fast here that's Mm -hmm. probably a typical day on our river yeah um we face seven to ten mile an hour current pretty consistently (laughs) so you know when we put in here and people say it's fast and 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 it's flooded and watch out there's stuff coming down the river it's kind of comical to us because Mm -hmm. we fish a whole it's a polar opposite of what you guys face
0: yeah And, and and it's funny because yesterday we were sitting there watching guys trying to load and and there's a little bit of a current up there up north but uh you're saying that's nothing compared to so I would be one of those guys that would probably have you load my boat because uh, current is
1: a whole different deal. You got people that, oh, I've loaded this boat a million times on a lake. I, I wish I could have enterprised, you know, and, and told by guys, hey, for 10 bucks, I'll load your boat up the first time.
0: You know, that would be a great idea. If you <laughs> want to get out of here in five minutes and not 15 minutes, why don't you have Eddie do it for you? Uh, this year, you guys have been on the road a lot. Um, where have you been all this year, this summer especially?
1: Uh, we spent two weeks in California. Uh, we were down south flathead fishing, and then we went up north to put a tournament on. We also put tournaments on as Okay. fish them. I've been to Missouri. I was an MC there for a major tournament down there. Um, this year, actually, it hasn't been a huge travel year for us compared to years past. We're just starting to get into our, 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 hardcore our big traveling. tournament season. Okay.
0: Okay. So all the big ones are still to come for you guys. And well,. Are they down south or in Montana or where are the the big ones you're talking about? South. Okay.
1: We, you're looking at Texas over to Alabama, uh, Tennessee. We go all over that region. Wow. Yeah, and and luckily it's it's during our cold months. You guys kinda have a similar winter, probably mm-hmm. worse here. Yep. So it's nice that we get to escape down there where they think sixties cold. Sure. And we're sure. wearing shorts.
0: Okay, I was gonna say, what do you do in the winter? But you already that there's your answer right there. Um you know you guys people think oh they're they're pro fishermen uh, they're a team uh they travel all over the place it's just a life of l- you know luxury and fun and all of this but it's not I mean you guys you travel well but you've you've got your big pickup you've got a camper you've got a boat uh you're not living it up in some five star hotel you guys are in a campground working your butts off and trying to you know fish these tournaments too so and you bring your dogs and your kid. Uh, You guys are, uh, yeah, uh, well, right, exactly, and um, we're going to get to that here in a minute too, but does that ever wear on you guys, campground to campground, or, you know, I I know you look at it as I get to meet so many cool people along the way, and that's got to make a big difference there.
2: Well, it it makes all the difference, and that was another one of the deciding factors with catfishing is the people. We have made friends across the country, like yourself, Mm -hmm. that have become family and that's what it is 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 catfishing is a a family and it's it's kind of known across the country and and being able to go to these places and and meet up with our family and and have those reconnections um makes it worthwhile that that makes the the dirt and the the poor sleeping conditions or interesting neighbors or or whatever whatever (laughs) we have to deal with when when we're on the road um
1: well you want you want to talk about getting wear down absolutely i mean we have to still maintenance our truck and our boat and everything Mm -hmm. else and and like the tournament we just fished, you know, on day two, we, we had a gas leak that we discovered the first day while well, we opted to take the second day off just mm-hmm. because it was, it, it, I'm not going to play with fire, if you will. Right. And people don't understand that, that concept of it is we, we're still maintaining everything while we're traveling and that's what wears on you. It's yeah. not, it's not the people, it's not the fishing, it's a wheel bearing goes out, your transmission goes out. Um, your if, truck starts on fire. Yeah. yeah you pop a you tire. I yeah. Mean, there's a hundred different things that go wrong all at the same time. And we seem to have that, but in the same people don't understand. They're like, you have bad luck. And I say, well, we travel constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to come to expect some of these things. Sure. Some of them am surprised, but they don't understand that we, a normal person put 10,000 miles on their truck. Mm-hmm. We did that in a month.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing people don't realize too. Now I want to walk through your guys' week last week. Uh, To prepare for a tournament, we were at the Drayton Rodden Rally tournament this past weekend up in Drayton, a big tournament, good tournament. Now, you guys got here when and I want you to walk us through because there is so much involved to get ready for a competitive tournament. If you want to do well. You don't just show up Saturday morning and throw your boat in and go fish. Uh, walk us through last week for you guys.
1: We'll, we'll start with Friday. We, we found out that we had uh, some issues with our truck. There was a transmission module that was going out as well as uh, was the other thing that we had. Carrier bearing. Yeah, we had a carrier bearing go out. Well, it's warranted, thank God, and we were home, so we took it in, and it took them four or five days. So we were trying to leave on a Saturday to get out here and have a week to be able to, mm-hmm. to explore hmm and uh we ended up getting here wednesday night late wednesday night so that that six or seven days that we were planning on being here got turned into two okay well now you got your work cut out for you
0: okay and then uh you got here in time to fish with the red river valley catfish club on wednesday but you have to look forward to the next couple of days like bait i mean people don't realize how hard it is to find bait and we, when you find it, you gotta buy it. And then you gotta try try to keep it alive.
2: Well, we spent we spent two days bait fishing at
1: home, mm-hmm. um, just to see if we could have. Well, with legalities, we froze it. Mm-hmm. I, I should say we threw it on ice. Something yep. some we could start with. Sure, so in the process mm-hmm. of finding bait, we have something to start with. Yep. But we were fishing for three days for bait prior to even getting here. Yeah. On top of everything else that we were doing, so right?
2: And then we had a about a 10-hour drive yep. to get here, and we got here. Uh, we wanted to, to go see everybody. Go mm-hmm. it, it was just about 6 o'clock Wednesday night, um, and, of course, they had the league going on, and we detoured just a little bit and opted to stop um, at Home of
1: Economy. Yeah, uh, At 5.50, I got a text from Brad that said he had to go pick up bait at 6, and uh, so I knew <laughs> I had to beat him. <laughs> so I got there, and I had a shopping cart, and I, we got a... Uh, i don't but know we, we got enough bait uh, 100, 120 130 suckers and, oh wow oh yeah and the first thing he said when he walked in there is he said you're the you're the guy that's buying all that bait aren't you and i smiled and i said yes i am well it would have been
0: you if not me right you know, yeah and then you've got a pre-fish if you want to fish good in a tournament you got to pre-fish so you guys go out there and you fish and yeah it's fun but it still work.
1: Well, you got to keep in mind the budget. We try not to buy bait. If we don't have to buy bait, mm-hmm. we're not. We're going to go out there and we're going to hustle bait. Well, we were running so late, we had no other option. Sure. So we had to we had to buy bait, which is you know it, it takes away from your budget for your trip, and our budgets never work out. Mm-hmm. They all. Oh, <laughs> well, you
0: always run into something.
1: Absolutely. Um, so anyhow, with, with pre fishing, at that point you don't really fish. You you go out on the water and you start scanning. And it gets boring mm-hmm. and it gets repetitive. And you stare at that screen. I've never seen a river in my life where there's nothing under there's it.
0: There's nothing up there. No. Uh, this is the first time I've ever scanned it too up there. I've only fished that section of the river once before in my life. And there is absolutely nothing to scan. I don't even know how you guys found that first spot. We found it on the way back. We we actually went and scanned it and we were coming in yesterday and found out why. But that was, I think, about the only thing I saw in about a 15-mile stretch yes. of river that absolutely had anything in it. Yes. Um, but you still find a way to do it. Well, and,
2: and that's one big difference between what we fish at home and what we fish here. The river, mm-hmm. river here, is a lot deeper. Yep, um, and a lot more consistent at home. Uh, and we all run jet boats at home.
0: Yeah, I was going to mention that.
2: Have a, have a jet pump on our boat because our river, the Yellowstone River, will go from you know you're cruising along at five six feet, and all of a sudden there's a gravel bar, and you got three inches of water. And if you're not running a jet you know there on, goes the on, lower unit on plane yeah mm-hmm. they, and so simply nobody runs runs prop boats on the river in, in our area um and this uh, is I've never
1: been to a place in my life where when you pass people on your jet boat they go like this <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it, stare the whole well, time until they can't see you they like do this.
0: sound a little different <laughs> they sound they're,
2: they're, they're a little louder
0: yeah, yeah um you guys actually the first time we're up here was one of the first times I'd actually got to take a look at a boat with a jet on it and uh, I could see, uh, even here in the fall, uh, when the Red River gets too shallow to fish, I mean, I, I think it'd be, I wish I could afford it. I'd probably have a jet boat stashed in my yard somewhere, too. But so you guys... You're to
1: have to explain to me what what, you, what is a jet boat. Um, it's a boat with the jet on it. Yeah, So, so the, you can, like, fly to space? <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the,
0: almost. If you stand in the front like this, <laughs> yeah. you might be able to. We
1: can try it after the show's over. Yeah. Okay.
2: In, instead of having a propeller that provides the propulsion for the boat, there's actually a water pump system that goes through, and so it's a, a water propulsion.
1: So it's just like a jet ski. Yeah,
0: yes. I was just going to exactly. say that. And exactly. plus, they're not as deep then. Uh, you know, a regular long shaft or whatever, uh, outboard, you know, they're down so far. These jet boats... Are right. hardly just just like a a watercraft.
2: Yeah, our our jet pump doesn't sits just about level with the bottom of our boat, and, oh, okay. and we get up on plane. We can skim over three inches of water. There's pretty much nowhere we can't go, and we don't worry about hitting stuff. Um, the jet's got a, a grate over the top of it, and sometimes it gets clogged up, and you clean it out and just keep going. But we don't have you know props to nick and scrape and bend and and all of that. So we. We kick it into four-wheel drive and go up into the trees and backwaters and wherever wherever we think the fish are.
1: Yeah, very cool.
0: Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit now uh, about Fish Heart Industries. How did this whole thing start?
1: Uh, you know, it started with an idea of, uh, well, Ann and I, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little backtrack for you. We When we first started doing competitive catfishing, we were looking for sponsors, mm-hmm. and we had um, some major companies, major catfish companies at the time, which there wasn't a lot of, Ask us to submit our resume. Well, mm-hmm. Our resume wasn't anything like it is now. It was pretty sure. basic, um, and we submitted our resume. and We never heard anything back from them. I email. I'd call. I've done that too. No, yeah, nothing. And I'm okay with no. Tell mm-hmm. me no. So we started reaching out, and, and I took no as a, as a, as a, as a drive to, to move forward. So we started talking to local companies that we knew our friends owned. And that's how we started getting our sponsors. And our first three sponsors were $50 each. Mm-hmm. And we went and bought just a regular shirt. Yep. And we put iron on, on it, you know, to show them how serious we were about mm-hmm. it. And I still have that one because every time I look at it, it brings me back to being humble. Sure. And at that time, we had a 40-horse tiller um, lund. And I, I, we didn't start with any extravagant. You know, mm-hmm. we started from the bottom. We've been working our way up slowly but surely. So anyhow, we we started to see that there was a uh, as catfishing grew, guys were asking us about a resume. How do we do a resume? Well, we started off in a resume service. Okay. And we kept it very very budget friendly. It was like twenty bucks. We put together a three or four page resume with these guys. They're all custom. It was all unique. There was nothing that it wasn't a template. There wasn't anything that looked exactly like it. Well, Anne's been in graphic design for ten. 12 years, mm-hmm. and we decided to move on from just that resume and start offering other... Um,
2: we had been fishing other tournaments, and, and eventually we got to the point where we wanted to put our own tournaments on, and mm-hmm. when, you, when you host a tournament, you need posters, yep, and you need banners, and you need awards, and you need... And so with my graphic design experience, we were already kind of producing that stuff for our, for our own events, and then... Some of the other tournaments said, well, hey, that's a pretty cool-looking poster. You want to do one for ours? And we're like, well, yeah. And we, we helped out some friends and did some free stuff. And then he's like, why are we giving this away? I went, I don't know. So we... we changed it up and, mm-hmm. and put this together and, and just kind of built it slow. We didn't expect it to take off overnight, but started looking at at what do these other tournament directors need? What do these anglers need to raise the level of professionalism within the catfishing industry? Um, and that's where we started providing these services. And and we do banners and signs and posters and, and jerseys. And jerseys have really kind of been our, our big thing, mm-hmm. um, is to to design and provide a, a high-quality garment that a fisherman can wear, not worry about getting dirty, not worry about, about stains or or whatever else, but customize to, to have your local sponsors and sure. have the big sponsors and, and make it still affordable that even if you're only putting three sponsors on there and they're your local buddies, you can still afford to get a jersey made. And because there's something about putting a jersey on that that makes it feel real oh yeah and, yeah. and it takes it up a notch and, yeah well um,
0: you guys walked into uh, and we'll talk about your team you guys <laughs> walked into johnny bravo's the other night uh, up in drayton <laughs> and and, yeah. and you had the whole it looked like a, a hockey team you, or a race team
1: if you don't mind can i give my boys a shout out
0: go i was gonna have you do that so oh, go right. ahead I'm give them a I'm shout out cut
1: you off and do it anyway
0: How's well i was just gonna say when you guys walked in <laughs> uh, to the bar Everybody turned and looked at you. Oh, yeah. You. Every oh, yeah.
2: head wow. in that place swiveled around, stared like,
1: at, at us. It was like driving a jet boat to the bar. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and it was funny because uh, there was a ride going on, a memorial bike ride, motorcycle ride. So there was a lot of guys in there with the vests and, and their colors and patches and everything. And then here comes the fishing team, the, the uh, fish hard team uh, from Montana. All all you guys were dressed up in, in your jerseys and stuff. And, um, yeah, the whole bar, it was like, whoa. They all turned and looked at you. But... Uh, you brought your whole uh, – I don't know if it's your whole team, but I know we had a whole mess of Montanans at our house last night. And go ahead and give them a shout-out. Uh,
1: well, Eric and Andrew, uh, we got to give them the biggest shout-out because they ended up taking home the big G3 check. They were pretty yeah. proud of that. You want a grand. $1? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they've been, I think they're going to use that as uh, – I, I, as everything they can, really. You'll probably they'll wrap this bolt those, with a copy yes. of it.
0: Well, they keep
2: taking it into the gas station to see if <laughs> anybody will cash a third-party check. The
1: giant check. Yeah, yeah the you know, giant They check. passed by us earlier. They had it plastered the window, you know, middle fingers up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what this is all it's all fun you know but mm-hmm. we had scott and chad and they came in pretty good on day one and they fell off on day two which happens in a two-day oh, tournament dude,
0: look at me yeah
1: but for the first time that we've all been well us on that stretch too this first time we've been on that stretch you know i felt we did pretty good we mm-hmm. made an impact on the community and they got to see that we came out here to play the game and yeah and we had a good time you know we didn't meet as many people as we usually do it seemed like a lot a lot of people were more uh Tight-lipped, mm-hmm. up and great. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the usual party that we're used to, but it was still cool, and we definitely will be back next year. Mm-hmm. And next year, now that we have a feel for the river, I have a feeling that we're going to be putting a little hurting on some of them local boys.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, that's the thing you're going to find out. Um, me helping run tournaments in the past and, and bringing new tournaments to Grand Forks, at first it's like, well, who are those guys? Well, I guess they're from Montana. or Who are those guys? They're from Nebraska. But those end up being the nicest people, because they're just trying to come up and meet friends, you know, meet new people, have fun, maybe win some money. And now these towns they start to embrace it when the out-of-staters come. They like it when you guys come. And and I mean next year I'm hoping you guys come up here but It'd be nice if you came up and fish league again. I mean, it's kind of fun. Do you guys do anything like that in Montana?
1: You know, we, we did a league uh, for a few years. We kind of stepped back from it. It seems uh, we were doing it strictly in August because our water levels, like yours, mm-hmm. except for we when, when our current's fast, when we have runoff, that's what we depend on is, uh, is snowmelt. You talked. I mean, our river can be running 20 mile an hour with 100-foot logs running down it. So there's, a, there's a, a time that we can do a league, with the, as much as Ann and I traveled, we we kind of ventured back from it. And we tried mm-hmm. to have someone take it over, and they, it, the interest isn't there like it is here. Yep. And we had that conversation at the campfire about how you guys can get 30, 35, 40 boats. You know, we are struggling to get five. Yeah, yeah. It's just different strokes for different folks, you know, and, and there compared to here, I don't know if the fact the water's closer or the fact that you guys have trophy fish consistently. Mm-hmm. On the Yellowstone, you catch a 10, 12-pound fish, That's that's a— that's a trophy fish sure sure and you catch anything 13 Well, scotty and chad the first tournament we had this year they caught a 22 pound fish on our river and that's almost unheard of wow it's almost unheard of i mean it's a tank yeah and so of course you get 80 people going where were you You Uh oh sure (laughs) yeah uh and
0: and it's funny because um you know up here a 12 or a 13 pounder in a tournament most guys they they won't even bother to take the scale out they just go "Ah," and they throw it back And, and you got to be thinking, man, are you kidding me? I know we threw away a couple yesterday we should have kept. Oh, yeah. But that's tournament fishing, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Well, um,
2: these guys are fishing a, a Montana tournament, another tournament next weekend. Mm-hmm. And, and they were talking about how spoiled they got this week. Yeah. They're like, we're going to go home, and, and, you know, we, we – four or five-pound fish – is usually the basis of a basket. And mm-hmm. You have a couple, you know, eights or nines, and they're like, you know, we're gonna pull these first fish out of the water, and it's gonna be like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. That's true. Yeah, getting spoiled.
0: It's like we couldn't catch a slot fish for our life on Saturday. Uh, yesterday, we caught two slots in like the first 12 minutes. And then it was the first day, it was to the point where you didn't wanna catch a big fish. And it's weird when you're saying, don't be big, don't be big, because <laughs> you already had your two fish in the boat. Now, can you guys cull in, in oh, yeah. the majority yes. of your tournaments?
1: Uh, yes. Every tournament I've ever went to in my life, we can cull except for this one.
0: Yeah, and see, I heard that a lot over the weekend. Uh, if you're not familiar with the word cull or culling, it means you can switch fish. So if you've got, a, to say, a 12-pounder in your boat and you catch 15-pounder, you can throw the 12-pounder back. But state laws in Minnesota and North Dakota, you can't do that, so... That's the decision you gotta make and there's always the shoulda woulda coulda's at oh, the end absolutely. of a tournament. I should've kept that twelve pounder, I should have kept that nine pounder, but once it's in your boat, it's in your boat, and people think, well, it's still easy to switch, but if you're up in the top five, you take the chance of getting that polygraph test and nobody wants to get caught doing that. It, exactly. No, do you guys do you run into the polygraph? Is it at <laughs> most tournaments now for you guys with catfishing?
1: The, uh, a the majority of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, because we fish tournaments that are thirty, fifty dollars 50000 tournaments for
0: yeah. first place. Right. They,
1: and they have upwards of 200
0: boats. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: And I, you know, I explained to my team here, I said, we, we go a third of the way. It's it's only 10 hours here. We're driving 24, 30 hours most of the time. Mm-hmm. We go a third of the way. It's a third of the payout, but realistic and and a third of the field. So realistically, it's, it's a lot better for us to only have to travel this far for a nice payout rather than have to tra- travel 30 hours for a payout. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hope to see more of this closer to home. Right. Catfishing is growing in the in the north and northeast or I'm sorry, in the in the midwest and the mm-hmm. north and, and the west.
0: Yeah, it's just not a southern thing anymore. Right. Yeah. How'd you ever get into MC in a tournament?
1: I, you know, I.
0: You don't seem like the MC kind of guy well, to me.
2: Well, he does. He he's the face, and he does ours. Okay. Um, yeah. I, at at our tournaments, I generally take care of the bookwork and the computer work, get people registered in, signed up, um, and then he, you know, starts runs captains meeting and and all of that, and and
1: he's. I I, I was the MC for a, a chick. It was called Chick Fight. It was the first female, um, all, catfish tournament in the United States, and that was in Alabama at Wheeler Lake.
2: Yep. Wheeler Lake. Yep, two thousand nineteen.
1: Uh, I was the MC for that and at the captain's meeting I had women come up to me when they were done and they said they didn't know if they should start a women's rights movement or if it was a it was a tournament because <laughs> they did they, such they, a good they, job. They said they they, wanna... they
2: they'd never gone to a captain's meeting and cried and laughed so much before. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, you, gotta, you gotta get
1: that so, woman fired up, man. That was one of the best that was one of the best ones I've ever done. It was pretty neat to it, see them. It women. was
2: it was a pretty special tournament though. So, I, I was co director for that. Um we had forty five teams of women come from eighteen states wow. to fish that tournament. And and it was just absolutely unbelievable because women fish. Mm-hmm. They, there's a lot of women oh, yeah. fish. Yep.
1: Well, um, and you had women of all different demographics too. Sure, sure. I mean, it was pretty neat to see all these women in a room. And I mean, the estrogen was high. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Eddie White charm was really rolling then. I'm guessing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> when you guys travel for tournaments, what is probably your favorite destination?
1: Ooh. That's That's tough tough because, I mean, you got three different catfish (laughs) to fish for. So Mm -hmm. I would say destination by species, if anything. Here's Um, channel cats. Absolutely. uh, Yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah, four channel cats. We like
1: to come here. Okay. Hands down. And uh, blue cats, you know, Willer Lake is probably one of the top blue cat fisheries in the nation, even though I went to Sandy Cooper Lakes in, in North Carolina, and that was pretty phenomenal. And the James River. I don't know which one I would pick there. I got my personal best on the James River. So let's say the James River.
0: How big was that fish? 60.1. Is that a blue? Yeah. Uh, see, I've never got to fish those. I'd love to get the opportunity one time to go catch something bigger than a, you know, a 22 pound channel catfish. It it's a 60
1: pound fish. Yeah. Oh, 60.1. Yeah. yeah. My, holy my, crap.
2: My biggest blues, uh, just under 40, it was like 39 pounds. And then, um, Flatheads. My b- flatheads.
1: in flathead. Southern California. I mean, people don't realize that in Southern California, they got trophy flatheads on the Colorado River. So 28 really? pounds is my biggest, and, biggest know, flathead it's, there. You know, it's some of the hardest fishing you'll do, but the rewards can now it, uh, it, it. They it exceed mm-hmm. because uh, you're fishing in 120 degrees. Sure, at sure. midnight. Yeah. You know, and there's mosquitoes and there's mayflies and there. I mean, there's a little bit of everything and it's... It sucks. hmm It really does. But when you catch one of those fish, it makes it all worthwhile.
0: You know, isn't it funny up here when you're catfishing on the river, there's no mosquitoes? No,
1: you just got these stupid flies on oh, your ankles.
0: Ankle biting black little Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't like them either.
1: I, looking at Paul and how white he is, I don't think he gets out in the sun, so you might want to take him and let him experience <laughs> some of them flies. I, I try to so get him
0: out there.
2: Back to you were you were asking us about about the the physical aspect of, of getting ready and fishing a tournament and we, we stay up till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, relining rods and tying up rigs and, and taking care of baits. So mm-hmm. You have to take care of live bait and, and sort and organize and make sure stuff's on ice and, and whatever else. And then we opted to launch. We, um, we had a spot we wanted to get to and wanted to make sure we could get there, be the first people there. So we actually set our alarms and got up at 2 o'clock in the morning. We had our three teams on the water by 3.15 a.m. And then, and turn- then
1: we, and when we, were, we were cooking coffee in one of the boats and... Passing it around. And.
0: That's just <laughs> yeah. way too early.
2: Pour, pouring coffee in a Gatorade bottle and chucking it across and catching it with the net. Oh, and sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having, ha- having a little fun. We saw the Starlink satellites come by. Oh, yeah, yeah, you there were was, saying that. Uh, there was a lightning show on Saturday morning at 3 a.m. That yeah. was unbelievably beautiful. And then the Starlinks went by and...
1: Um, when you run, but that a four, makes a long uh, day. When you're... you run, run on four or five hours of sleep for four or five days in a row. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it catches up to you real and, fast.
2: And, and you're heavy, heavy, pretty heavy physical. Sure, um, those fish fight. They oh yeah, not, they do. And it, it might take. You know, ten minutes to to reel that fish in and lift it up, and you got to take the take the hook out and and casting and pulling up anchor up and down mm-hmm. um,
0: constantly, constantly,
2: yep. yes. And,
0: uh, and you know, it's funny when you talk about the sleep and the preparation. Uh, I worked Friday night till late, so I had about three hours of sleep. We didn't get on the river till almost five, and we had no time to pre fish that river. Uh, we'd never fished it either, and and how we found our spot, which happened to be just a couple hundred yards away from you guys, was. We got on Google Earth and looked at the river from a satellite and mm-hmm. picked this corner and thought, you know what, let's just start there. Something looks good about it. Because, well, then when you find out after two days of graphing and checking out the river, I had just as much information from Google Earth from that picture as I did using yeah. my hey, expensive true. graphics. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it worked out for us. Um, when,
1: when, uh, when we signed up for this tournament, I was on Google Maps at least once a week, at mm-hmm. minimum once a week, looking, looking, looking. Because you, you can go over Google Maps and see something and, and miss something. Sure. And so you go back and you look. And on uh, my Google Maps, I have little stars, starred places mm-hmm. all over it on this river. So the first day we get here, that's the first thing we do is we go check out all those spots that we Google mapped. That's probably one of the best tools that you can have yeah. when you're not familiar with an area.
0: And, and and people don't realize all that goes into going and fishing a tournament. And another thing is all of that stuff isn't free. I mean you want you want to go fish a tournament like this one. I mean I got by cheap. I only live an hour away, but it's still you're spending a lot of money to come up here to try to win a little bit. It's almost like being a race car driver or something, you know.
1: Well, you know the the payouts where it's at. I mean $10,000 could do, could do uh, a 10 grand good. was
0: yeah, congratulations and, to the Lunskys by the way.
1: No doubt. And uh, you know when you were talking about earlier the smaller communities they, they don't understand, but they're starting to understand, if you will. Mm-hmm. We, the campground we were staying at, the, uh, I went to the gas station the next day, and the ladies, the gas station attendant, too. And I was like, Oh, are you also the judge and the juror? You know? <laughs> I, I just, that's how small Did the town. Did she even is. laugh? <laughs> uh, not really, you know, and she, but. But anyhow, you know, she was talking about uh, we're getting gas, we're camping, and I said, "Well, the guys that are, the, the I should say the people that are bringing money are the ones from out of state." Mm-hmm. I said, "We're not the guy that goes home at night and passes out, and his wife cooks him dinner." Right. We're we're here for a week. We're yeah. spending money. You got to live. And that's what that's what the soul of of economic value is you mm-hmm. know, like building the economy up so the more people that you can get that come in to spend money the better drayton's going to do in the long run I
0: think. absolutely absolutely in that tournament i remember i fished it a couple of years ago that was the one and only time i'd ever fished that stretch of river and i just didn't like the way it was run it was it wasn't good i swore i'd never come back uh, they got Brad to start running the tournament now, and and, and I think it's a, a very well run tournament. And um, I don't know, I'm I'm hoping to be back in again next year.
2: Well, that that how a tournament is run makes a a big difference. It does on the the lasting value of the tournament. Um, we wouldn't travel this far and spend this type of money to fish a tournament that we didn't like. Sure. Um, Or or come back and and continue to do it. And um, yes, Brad runs a very, very good tournament. We travel
1: everywhere. And there's tournaments whenever to go to again. Mm -hmm. I don't care who runs them. Right. You know, you just, there's a lot of, uh, people don't see the politics involved in all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of politics involved in this stuff. There's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of he said, she said. Oh, yeah. And you have to learn how to either stay away from it or deal with it. And it, it can be... It can be mentally uh, tiring.
0: Sure, it can wear on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the out-of-staters are here. I think they're from Montana. <laughs> you know what they say about people from Montana? No, oh, no, I hear you. Um, what's next?
1: What do they say about the people from Montana?
2: Well, um, we know how to fish.
0: I, I, I told a couple of your guys last night what what I heard, but they didn't think it was very funny. No, so uh, no,
1: you, I told you about North Dakota fish finders, didn't I? Uh, yeah you know what they are <laughs> binoculars <laughs> yeah. they sit there and watch you and when you catch a fish here they are
0: yep yep it's like going up the lake <laughs> of the woods just follow the other boats um you talk about travel uh what's next for you guys here in the next month or so uh i know you got a couple of days well, where you could actually spend a little time maybe relaxing this is
1: the first time in probably three years we've we were going to take our time getting home mm mm-hmm. um I go down to California, we get home, I come back, we have a couple weeks off, we run our state tournament, we're supposed to be in Tennessee the week after that, uh, Memphis, and then we're home for a couple, couple weeks, and then we leave to Texas, and then luckily October, or I'm sorry, November, December, we kind of take off, um, which is good that there's no major anything going on, so you have time to spend with your family, but it all starts over in January, and we're looking at being gone for about three months, in j- from January to end of March.
0: Wow, here. that time of the year you fishing? You go to trade shows? What are you guys We're doing, doing?
1: bowls. So we have it lined up where one week we'll fish a tournament, and the next week we have a trade show to be at, and mm-hmm. it's like that for three solid months.
0: Wow. So with um,
2: the nature of of graphic design and, and kind of where the direction we've steered the fish hard business with, where we can do that on the road, and. Um, Self-employed full-time is, is a big, scary step mm-hmm. for both of us to have taken. Of course, you know, there's all sorts of other stuff going on in the world right now. and um, I,
1: I've been self-employed for a long time. It was Ann getting – she's still not used to being self-employed. And and uh, working on the road, is is it's something new for both of us. But this is where we wanted the business to take us. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that – we have a website, com. But if you go look on it, there's a lot of things that we don't offer on there because 99% of our business has been – Rob telling Paul and Paul telling Ann and Ann telling so and so and they hit us up. Hey, can you do banners? Absolutely. Oh, Mm -hmm. can you do awards? Okay, yeah. You know, we we've we do we. We haven't really, honestly, had the time to put it on the website because people already know what we're doing, and we don't, sure. we don't need to expand we, out from that.
2: Yeah, and we we support several other other tournament trails here. In fact, our our business had donated uh, awards for the Shields Boundary yep, Battle a yep.
0: cu- couple years. I ago. I have one of those trophies sitting in my right, house. That's what I thought. Yeah, the one tournament I actually did good in.
1: <laughs> so, so a, do we want to lo- get in the politics of that? <clears throat> How much did you pay that guy, Rob John? I, Yo, no. knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: uh, uh, there's there's a lot of tournament trails around the country that, that we actively support. We, mm-hmm. We're real big on, on promoting women and kids in fishing. Sure. As that's a, a central basis of of our personal team fishing, you know, as husband and wife together, um, which gets, gets sketchy sometimes. We, we do get people that ask us, like, you know, how... Do you fish with your wife? Because yeah. There's a lot of people out there that it, it would be a possibility. So yeah, um, yeah. Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if, if you're gonna spend the time on, if you're gonna spend the time and the money though on the road, why not do it with your family? And, sure. You know, there's another part of it people don't understand. There's times Ann and I want to push each other off the boat.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I could imagine mm-hmm. you're in the camper together, you're on the road together, you're in the boat together. Uh, not much time for t- alone time, if you will, but. Speaking of that, the few weeks you guys do get off, the few stretches, I know from listening to you guys throughout the years, you guys are like in the middle of nowhere we in are. Montana. <laughs> so what do you guys do in your off time then?
1: Catch up on our house. Yeah. You know, we were gone for in California for almost a month. When I got home, I had grass literally up to my chest. Sure, yeah. sure. So, you know, I get to Seven go home. I get to, to knock mall. that down. And we still have chickens and ducks in the garden. And I'm sorry, our ducks are gone to goose in the garden. And I mean, and and your house just... It's funny you can leave for three, six months, come home, and you're like, man, I didn't realize that this was broken. Or mm-hmm. so, and it's... then
2: it's unpacking the camper and getting everything cleaned up and put away and repacking
1: the camper to get ready for the next trip. Sure, but, um, oh yeah, packing we... the bearings and all the trailers are replaced in the bearing. I mean, after you do about ten, twelve thousand miles, you replace your bearings. Mm-hmm. It just, yep, yep. you don't want to have to face that on the road. So you do that yeah the maintenance part of it you know i do the maintenance i can and then there's maintenance i can't so the truck goes to the shop or the boat goes to the shop or yeah i mean it's a slow way it's a fast way to go broke
0: yeah yeah
1: it really is
0: but you're having fun doing it
1: absolutely and i wouldn't change it i yeah. mean I, there's not enough money in the world that can make me stop what we're doing well wow,
0: that's awesome um i'm hoping you guys make a few trips back here next year at least one uh, I always look forward to my Montana friends being up here in Grand Forks and East Grand Forks. Uh, as far as that Shields tournament goes, probably the funnest times I had were hanging around with you guys afterwards or before. Uh, always good times, always good stories. And uh, Fish Heart Industries, I'm probably going to be hooking up with you guys because I'm going to need a couple of jerseys too. I just got to figure out, do I put all my sponsors on because I get a different sponsor for every tournament, you know. <laughs> so it's just like, hey, you want to sponsor me for this tournament? Um But you guys, thanks for taking time off um, and and coming and hanging with us for a little while today. Uh, It's always good to hear the perspective from somebody else uh, when it comes, you know, you're you're coming into our hometown, our yard, our backyard or whatever, and uh, you guys always do well. Um, And It's fun to hear what it's like from people from out of state coming here and uh, how busy you guys are. And and I'm going to keep following you guys on Facebook. I want to follow your travels and all that stuff, but... uh, it's been a great time. Yeah, I um,
1: appreciate it, man. It's always a great time when we come out here. I mean, we, we had to miss last year, was it? And uh, you know that kind of heart broke us. We thought about coming out just to just for the weekend, real fast, mm-hmm. and we weren't able just, to just
2: to visit with everyone. We yeah. we love the area. It's Grand Forks, East Grand Forks, beautiful, yeah. unbelievably beautiful. And we we've, we've been all over the country, but the hometown feel here, um, everything with the with the cities and the the river that runs through the greenway. It's it's, it's always green. It's so yeah. per- It's so pretty out here, and and that that Minnesota hospitality that that charm yeah. is is pretty incredible. So no, we we really like. it out here a lot and and look forward to coming back as often as we can
0: okay next time bring spencer with you yes all right and the big hat
1: oh boy
0: (laughs) (laughs) heard that dude is quite the quite the man now
2: the rally hat yeah yeah
0: last time i saw him he was just a little kid that was a couple of years ago and i understand he has uh, done grown a little bit
1: he's done growing a little bit yeah he still can't grow a mustache but i'll tell you what those three hairs on his chest are pretty important (laughs)
0: Eddie and Ann White, thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, thank thanks you. for coming in. Fish Heart Industries, uh, do you guys have a website if they want to check you out?
1: Yeah, fishheartindustries.com or uh, facebook.com forward slash fishheartindustries. We're also on Instagram, same URL. And I don't think we do any tweeters or, uh, or snap it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, so Okay.
0: Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you. How about that? Eddie and Ann White, Fish Heart Industries, all the way from Montana. By the way, today are show was brought to you by Raptor PCS and Infinite Integrity Fundraisers. You know, Raptor PCS in the Grand Cities Mall. Hands down, best place to take your computer with a full range of computer services at affordable rates. Computer builds, they do virus removal, hardware repairs. Also, the place to go if you want to maybe get a new laptop. And in most cases, you'll have your computer back the following day. Raptor PCS, they'll even come to your house and pick up your computer or just stop at the landing zone in front of rumors. They are also the winners of the top-rated local business in 2019 and 2020. So make sure when you bring that computer in, you mention this ad and get $20 off any computer service. Grant Fork's best source, we go to Raptor, PCS, and Brock all the time. I told you it's the best place to take your computer. Check them out, raptorpcs.com, or call them 701-772-7626. Hey, be a premium Podbean bean subscriber. Easy to do. Go to your play You download Podbean, search GFBS, hit follow and buy premium and you are all set. Kind of helps us a little bit too. All right, tomorrow we have got Colin is going to be on the show. We're going to be talking about Grand Forks Got Talent. So folks, make sure you like us, make sure you tag us and make sure you follow us. We're Grand Forks Best Source, giving Grand Forks an identity again.